you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f- best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Without further ado! That's what the game's all about. All of a sudden you feel like you can't miss. I'm gonna just leave it up there. You couldn't make that if you tried that again. Absolutely not. Spread the floor! Let's go! Welcome to another episode of Buckets. I'm your host, Brandon Anderson, here with Joe Dallara, NBA writer, Cash That podcast host, fellow props and escalator prop degenerate like myself joe welcome back onto the podcast how you been hey it's always fun to be here you know it's friday so we're gonna have some fun here yes it is friday i feel the fridayness about me right now the nfl season is all but a wrap one game left the pro bowl doesn't count and we're headed to the super bowl that means finally we have some time to give a little more attention due attention to the nba but you need to know who to watch So today on the Friday Happy Hour, we are doing the NBA League Pass rankings at the midseason. Who should you watch from today till the end of the regular season? And that can be whatever reason you want. Who's entertaining? What style do you like to watch? Who are the stars? Do you enjoy pace of play? Do you like the aesthetics? Whatever reason you like. I made my ranking 1 to 30. Joe made his ranking 1 to 30. I put it together in a composite list. And we're just going to talk through the list and get you hyped about the teams, especially at the top. We'll spend a lot more time there since, well, that's the goal. We're trying to get excited about the teams to watch. We will get to the teams not to watch and uh, including Joe's Knicks near the bottom of the list. We'll get back (laughs) to that. But let's start at the top. I, I broke these down into tiers kind of based on how our ranking system came out. And tier one at the very top of our list, we have three teams. These are the must watch teams. I call this the anywhere, anytime. I don't care who they're playing. I don't care if it's on a back-to-back. If they're on TV, you want to watch the Memphis Grizzlies, the Charlotte Hornets, and the Golden State Warriors. Those are the three teams at the top of our list. So I'll start at the top. The Grizzlies were in my, they were second for me. They were number one for you. So Joe, why are the Grizzlies your go-to team? They are just electric like John Morant on his own is a highlight film and then the amount of times that I bet on Desmond Bain to make over two and a half threes <laughs> is just preposterous so the entire time I'm watching a Grizzlies game I've usually got an escalator prop going I'm watching John Morant just literally fly around the court and then you have you know you've got Jaron Jackson Jr like this team is loaded and they're so they're just so much fun and I feel like they're really exceeding the expectation this year. And it's a blast to watch. 
Yeah, you know, it's always fun to watch the fun young team on the rise. And the Grizzlies certainly feel like that team right now. As we kind of hit the doldrums of the season and we know what this team is and we know what that team is. We know the contenders and some of the teams, too, you know, for both of us, I think some of the teams that we're going to be watching a lot of deep into May and June, a little bit down our list, because that's OK. We're going to get them later. They've got a longer view in sight here. The Grizzlies may not be playing into June. They could. You never know, you know how they get there. But they're fun now. We just want to watch them now. We're talking yeah. about games in February and March and April. And for me, too, as as a NBA draft aficionado and just a basketball nerd, you mentioned Ja and and, and Jaron Jackson, Bain. I love those guys. But I want to watch Brandon Clark. I want to watch John Conchar. And I want to see Killian Tilly and DeAnthony Melton. Like, these are guys I loved coming out of the draft. And if you're on NBA draft Twitter, you know... If, if there's a guy that you have as a sleeper and the Memphis Grizzlies draft him, you are affirmed because you're like, yes, I was right. I knew that guy was good because the Grizzlies drafted him and that proves that there's all these guys and they're hitting Xavier Tillman. Like these guys are showing up and they just have such a deep roster. And every night it's two or three different guys that show up. We didn't mention Dylan Brooks, watching him defend once he's healthy again. Stephen Adams, just the mountain setting screens. So just there's I don't can't think of anyone on their roster that I don't get excited watching. So it's just a fun team, different than the grit and grind team, but just a fun team that is a blast to watch. All right. The Charlotte Hornets, they were top three on both of our lists. LaMelo Ball, obviously. LaMelo is the reason why they are near the top of the list. This dude at any moment, at any point of the game, can just pull out some preposterous pass, some sort of play that you just don't expect from anybody else. The Hornets are second in pace, so they're running up and down the court. They also are right in the edge of the playoff race, so you know every game's going to matter, and I just love the Hornets. What do you enjoy about them? Hornets are awesome. I love watching LaMelo Ball play. I, I get that he doesn't always make the best basketball decision when he's on the court, but he makes the most fun decision when he's on the court. This team <laughs> runs, and the other thing that I like about the Hornets is they're so bad defensively that it makes like whoever they're playing also good. Um, so it's like, even if they're playing a bad team, they become good on offense. So it's like, you're watching just the game that you're going to watch is going to be high scoring. You're probably going to want to bet the over whether you should or not is its own question, but like, you're going to, you're going to naturally want to bet the over because of the way that they play. And, you know, you've got Ubre, you've got miles like they're, they can throw down some jams like they're awesome. So this is like a really fun team. I don't know how like good they actually are, but they're, they're definitely a lot of fun to watch. So I, I, I love LaMelo ball and I love this team. Yeah, this is not a goodness rankings. This is a fun rankings. And that's yeah. why the Hornets are, are the Hornets have to be near the top of the list in a fun rankings. And like you said, we have a bunch of teams coming up, teams that are fast teams that score a lot and don't defend. Those are just fun games. Look, we like points. We like to see some scoring in these games. Yeah. Uh, again, they've got some fun guys deeper on the roster. I wish we're getting some more book night. Maybe we'll get a little more of him uh, as the season goes on. Yeah. I'd love to see a little more Kai Jones or JT Thor. I don't think it's going to happen this year because these games matter for the playoffs. And these are young guys who aren't ready for the moment, but just a lot of fun players. You know, at any moment, LaMelo can make that crazy pass that like, 99.9% .9 of humans have never even imagined, and he just goes for it. You know, yeah. Miles can just yam on someone 
and it's the highlight play on SportsCenter that night. It's a great broadcast team, just a really fun product. Happy for Charlotte. You love the uniforms, the teal and the purple brings me back to my childhood. It's just all good to me. And I'm like low-key a Gordon Hayward stan. It's like a really weird position of mine. Like he's not really that exciting to watch at all, but I just think he makes his teammates better. So like, I just have always liked, I've always liked him. So it's like, I'm like, all right, well, I get to watch you here, I guess. I, I, I can't follow you down the Gordon Hayward stan path, but I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm happy you got Gordon. I have the Warriors top on my list. You have them fifth, so they come in third here. Look, you know what the Warriors are. I'm just excited. We got Clay finally back. Clay is back and looking good. Draymond, I hope we'll be back soon. Steph is in a slump, but still is Steph. You get the Warriors home crowd. You get Steph hitting threes. You never know when he's going to go off. You never know also how many more times we get to watch these guys. Look, we just missed Clay for two entire seasons, and Dre is out right now, and we don't know how long Steph will be Steph. Maybe he's not a slump. Maybe this is just age and and things taking a toll on him i just want to watch the warriors greatness while i can we're deprived of it for a couple seasons and i love the bench guys they brought in the right guys this year gary payton i love watching him defend iguodala it's right having him back on the roster i love how Otto porter fits on this team and nemanja bielitsa we could probably see a little bit more of those young guys probably get some wiseman and some kuminga down the stretch I just want to watch the Warriors play basketball. So Grizzlies, Hornets, Warriors, anytime, any place for me. Yeah, I, the Warriors are just electric. And it's really nice this year because I have money on them. Every other year, their odds have been like prohibitive and I've just not had money on them. Just, you know, either the past couple of years, they've been like not as good. And then like before then, I never had money on them. So now getting to watch this team with like a fat futures at like eight to one. This is awesome. <laughs> I'm like this team can steamroll these guys. Uh, so they're, they're a blast. I hope Steph kind of gets it back. It looks like he, he, he got his, he got his, uh, you know, his three times a year dose of the Houston Rockets on Monday night. So <laughs> I, I think that maybe that'll kickstart him again. <laughs> I think he drained like 11 threes or something like that. So he, he, he balled out there. Yeah. I, also, I want to give a shout to Draymond too. Obviously, you can't watch him right now, but hopefully he's back soon. And I just want to watch Draymond defend. Like, if you want to just be a nerd about basketball, take a night and forget watching Steph and all the off-ball stuff. That's its own great thing too. Just watch Draymond defend on every play. He's literally defending three, four, or five guys on every play and just covering so much ground. It's generational. It's one of a kind. I've never seen anything like it. And so there's you got that on both ends of the court and the Warriors. And I know we've seen it now for half a decade, but we haven't seen it the last couple of years. I'm just, I want to watch it. So they're top of my list. Next tier, tier two, called it It's Always a Good Time. We've got the Phoenix Suns at number four, the Cavs, the Cleveland Cavaliers at number five. We got to talk about them in a second. Denver Nuggets six, Brooklyn Nets seven, and the defending champion Milwaukee Bucks at eight. So let's start with the Cavs here because. If you had told me that we do a midseason league pass rankings and like three months ago and that the Cavs were going to be a top five team for us, I would have thought that you were crazy. Like, did we contract half of the league? What happened? <laughs> and here we are. I thought I was high on the Cavs. I had them in my top 10. You got them up at number four. What do you love about the Cavs? They are 
like just awesome to watch, I think, because I think the thing that I like about them is they're playing like with just absolutely no fear. They are not afraid of anybody. And Darius Garland has taken a significant step forward. Um, I think that he could he could possibly make the, you know, the Eastern Conference all-star team. I don't think it's like a total stretch. Um, and Jared Allen is just having an incredible year, too. And I think he, sh- he should definitely make the all-star team. But then, you know, you've got a rookie in Evan Mobley. Um, Okoro's looking awesome. Kevin Love looks like he just, like, turned back the clock. And he's in, like, a just-for-men, like, commercial with, like, a little bit of his grays. But, like, the dude is just banging threes. And, like, they're doing this without Sexton. They're doing it without Rubio. Like, they are, even though they're playing a little slow, their offense just like looks good. And I think that they're, they're kind of like a fun watch just because like you weren't expecting it. And then the other thing is you can still get in on them. Like their markets are still like pretty juicy. You know, you can get them to win even the division at three to one right now. So there's, there's some definite like angles with the Cavaliers. I think they're like 50 to one to win the conference and, you know, like almost like a hundred to one still to win the title because people don't believe in them. But sometimes that's all you need is just a little bit of a, a little bit of an option there. So they're, I think they're fun, though, uh, just on their own besides the futures market. Yeah, and it's, it's a team that you need to see, too, because unlike the other teams in this group, the Suns, the Nets, the Bucks, like we know what those teams are. They're still fun to watch, but you might be listening to this. You never even heard the Cavs. You never even seen the Cavs play a game this year. Yeah, the Cavs not. are not on yeah. national TV. <laughs> you know, they got their like token two games for the year. And it's probably like, an NBA TV, like two o'clock tip off on a weekend game or something, you know, yeah. <laughs> and they're just, they're not a team that we expected to be this good or to be this watchable, but the young guys are fun. Evan Mobley has been an absolute stud. I expected greatness from him, but not this soon. This and crazy. so to be this good on both ends, to, to watch this team defensively, Mobley and Allen in the paint. I love Isaac Okoro. He's starting to get coming to his own a little bit more. It's also, too, it's a very unique team. It's a team unlike anyone else on this list. They've got starting three seven-footers, which I was aghast at on opening night. I was like, what are you doing? Well, you, Lowry Markinen can't start at the, at the three. Like, what's happening here? And they're making it work. They're defending. They're rebounding. The only the negative for me is it's a very slow-paced team, which, like, that's that's what this team is. You defend hard. You slow things down. And you hope you get enough offense. So it's kind of the opposite of the Hornets in that respect, but definitely a team you've got to see. It's just a fun team and this season's breakout team. And you're right. They're good. They're legitimately very good. They lead the East, I believe right now in net rating and an SRS. And they, they are in the race up against anyone, especially as, as open as the the East is with some of those injuries. Yeah. I I think that they're a blast to watch They're Yeah. They're fourth in adjusted net and second in adjusted defensive rating. So like, if you like defense, this is absolutely a team to watch. So, like, if you're if you're a fellow nerd, you know, check check them out. <laughs> yeah. I, hopefully, if you're a nerd, hopefully you're on listening to this podcast. This is the podcast for you. So, this is where I got to push back on the Denver Nuggets. We've got the Denver Nuggets coming in at sixth overall. I actually opened with the skin on my rankings. I dropped them a little bit down to fourth. This is just one guy, and it's Nikola Jokic. And all I need is one guy. I just need Nicola yeah. at the Y with whoever he pulled out of the stands to play for the Nuggets that night. You're in at guard. You're in at forward. Your name's green. We're playing you 30 minutes tonight. It doesn't matter. Jokic is obliterating teams. 
He's obliterating advanced metrics. If you look at like the advanced numbers, all the PER and BPM and VORP and everything, he's having a better season right now than any season of LeBron James's career. Like than any season of anyone's career. It's absurd. He can do anything passing. He's dominating the glass. He's scoring and doing it efficiently with little help. And on top of it, Jamal Murray finally should be back soon. Murray is fun. And I want to see what the Nuggets look like in the second half. Very team I'm going to be betting to push up the standings. I think they're a good bet possibly to catch the Jazz in the division. So yeah. I'm looking at, at Nuggets futures. Very team that is fun and that I want to see play. Maybe we get a little Michael Porter Jr. at some point. But I just want to watch the Nuggets play. Why do you have the Nuggets outside of your top 10, Joe? I kind of forgot that we were doing this, like in terms of like prospectively, like who am I trying to watch coming up? Because I like part of the thing is like when you watch them, like I get that we have, you know, like the reigning MVP, but that's like that's all I'm watching. And it's like sometimes it's frustrating watching them just because you're like, get this guy some help, like you know, so that was almost why I had them lower. But, uh, you know, if Murray comes back, Michael Porter Jr. comes back towards the end of the season. Um, you know, just so everybody knows that D, the the disabled or the what was it the whatever the DPE yeah. exception yeah. it doesn't rule out Michael Porter from coming back. So th- they could be excellent, especially if they're really trying to win late, like later in the season. Um, I, I could move them up a couple spots, I think, but I do think that right now it's it's tough because they just don't have like the same help. So it's really more just like I'm watching Jokic here be a superstar. And that's why I'm, that's why I'm watching. Uh, so, you know, if, it, but if you're rooting for them, it, it's definitely a tougher spot, even though they've been hot of late. Yeah, I agree. I agree with all that. So you want to catch some nuggets coming up. Let's hope Jamal Murray gets back on the court soon. Uh, I think probably sometime not too long after the all-star break, hopefully. Yeah. It's some doing some one-on-one. Yeah, for sure. So we got the Suns, the nets and the bucks in this tier. I don't think we need to go too long on any of those teams because we know what they are. If if you're listening to an NBA podcast, you know the Suns, the Nets, and the Bucks. You don't really know which Nets are going to get any given night. Will they get minus points because Kevin Durant is going to be out, I think, probably until at least March, I'd guess. You, Kyrie Irving, we only get for half of the games, if that. James Harden, you can argue whether he's actually fun to watch or should penalize them down the rankings. But they're the title favorites. They've stayed there all year. You have to watch the Nets. Joe and I enjoy our Patty Mills. We've got a lot of escalator props on him. A lot of nuts to watch. The Bucks, they're the champs. It's Giannis. You always got to enjoy watching Giannis. Drew Holiday is a joy to watch. Bobby Portis. You never know when they're going to rest. And then the Suns. The Suns are just great. The Suns were fourth on our list. We didn't say much about them, but you just know the Suns are. They're great modern basketball. They're pleasing style to watch. They're versatile, so you're going to get a little different look each night. Chris Paul, we don't know how long we're going to get him. They defend. Booker can always go off. What do you got on Suns, Nets, or Bucks? Is there anything else that that we that you might, if you've not been watching closely for a few months, what what do we need to know about any of those teams? One thing about the Bucks is that they haven't really been super healthy all season, but I I am concerned a little bit just in terms of watching them because I don't think they really care at all about the regular season. <laughs> like the more that I've watched them, like all play together, like when Giannis is playing by himself, it's like. I'm going to like Superman this and like, I'm going to win this game. You know, like when like they have the three of them, it's just almost like, they're just like, all right, yeah, like we got it. Like we could, we could win whatever we want. Um, so I'm a little concerned about that, but the Suns, fun fact, 
since the Raptor incident with Devin Booker, I think he's averaging like 32 points a game. So uh, they have like, they have some like interesting, uh, they have like, they just have some interesting like little tidbits about them. And they're just so, so good that like they don't blow teams out. And that's kind of one of the things that I like about watching their games. Like they always feel like tight. And if it's at the end of the game, like if it's the fourth quarter and the Suns are losing or they're only like, or they're, they're kind of tied or something like that, just bet on them. They're going to win the game. <laughs> like it's, it's insane. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it. So yeah, the clutch rating for Chris Paul, it always has been high throughout his career, but the clutch rating for the Suns team is just <laughs> absurd. Yeah. So it's great, great live spot to go for them. Look, we're going to see a plenty of Suns, Nets, and Bucks deep into the playoffs. So let's keep moving. Tier three, this is numbers nine through 13 now. So still a lot of fun, but some caveats. So here's the list from nine to 13. Dallas Mavericks, the Timberwolves, the Heat, the Lakers, and the Bulls. So on this part of the list is where we start to get a little bit, we're disagreeing a little bit on some of these. So yeah. I'll start with the Mavericks here because the Mavericks, when I've done this league pass ranking sort of thing, for a long time, basically since Luca came into the league, have been top three. Like they're just go to. I want to watch Luca play. Is Luca still fun? Like, do we do we still want to watch Luca play? It doesn't feel joyous to watch the Mavericks play. I'm the one that had them ranked higher, and I kept kind of slowly sliding them down. Is this team fun? I don't really think so. Like their offense is just boring. Like it feels repetitive. Um, I think they were like, this is nothing, this isn't really about Luca, but I think that they were, they were almost like more fun when Jalen Brunson was just manning the point, like, because they didn't have a guy that they could just default to and just do the whole thing where it's like the Kobe Bryant offense where just one person moves and then that's it. Like that, like, that's what it seems like when I watch the Mavericks now, it's just like, they're all just waiting for Luca to do something. And it's boring. Like, you know, like he's not, he's not like, he hasn't been the most efficient this year. They play slow. I don't think they've been like the most fun watch, but then at the same time, Luca does some stuff that you could just never see anybody else do either. So that's, that's kind of my caveat with the Mavs. Yeah, I agree. And it, it, it's just, it's not as fun as it should be. Christoph Porzingis has been good this year, but isn't really fun. I I don't know how to place that. Then you nailed it. And, And it, it sort of feels too like this is not the best version of Luca that we're going to get. We've no. seen better and we're going to see better. And so it just feels mm-hmm. like, you know, it's like when you're watching uh, one of your favorite television shows and, you know, sometimes there's a writer's strike and it's not the best season. You're going to keep watching. Like you're going to still see what's happening. But every now and then you're watching Friday Night Lights and they just decide to have one of the main characters murder someone else. And it's, it's just what happens. You just yeah. got to let it go and you keep watching and the next season will be better. I think that's kind of where we're at on the Mavericks. Yeah. So the Lakers, Lakers come in 12th on our list. So this is, a, I think, maybe our biggest disagreement on here. I have the Lakers oh. fifth. You have them 17th. So here's my case for top five. I'm a hater. I just want to hate, and I want to hate watch, and I want to watch the absolute train wreck, and I can't look away. I don't know how bad it's going to be for Russell Westbrook any given Westbrook. night. <laughs> yeah. Wastebrook is about right. I guess that was a, maybe a Freudian slip. I, <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. Like when Melo is going to take 25 shots, when is Rondo going to do a thing? I, I do want to watch Malik Monk. He can get hot. And of course I need to see LeBron. We don't know how many more times we're going to get to watch him. He's been awesome this year. And 
I can appreciate LeBron's greatness and still be a LeBron hater and get to enjoy both of those any given night. We're either going to get one or the other, or maybe both. I just have to watch. Like the Lakers are not a fun watch necessarily because it's it's turgid and is they don't really mesh together. The other thing too is they're in the playoff race. The games matter here, and also they're probably going to turn over the roster. So we're going to see LeBron kind of feeling it out with these new players, whoever they are. I just, I can't look away. I don't know that it's beautiful, but I have to watch the Lakers. Yeah, I, I mean, a lot of it comes down to LeBron. Like, if LeBron's not playing, I don't really have an interest in watching them play. Like, I just <laughs> I just don't. Um, I'm a LeBron maximist, if that makes sense. Like, I, I think LeBron's like, the best. I love LeBron. So, like, I'll watch him play whenever possible. But at the same time, like, that team is just brutal. Because I watch the game and I'm just like, can you, Anthony Davis, can you just like not fall? Can you play the five? Can you do like something like, you know, and then it's like all of a sudden, like it's like it, 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 it all of a sudden hits like a bottom. And then Anthony Davis like falls out and drops like 40 because he just got hot from like long mid range as an inefficient jump shooter. But like that's that like that's what the Lakers seem to be right now. And like that's not fun. So like, like I, if LeBron's going to play, I'll watch them. But like right now, like. I don't know how long LeBron, we don't know how long LeBron's going to be out for. Like I, I have no interest in watching them in like the near future if LeBron's not playing. Yeah, that's fair. I definitely, my ranking was before the LeBron news uh, broke on Tuesday morning. So we don't know how long he'll be out. Hopefully he'll be back soon. They, they, they're going to fall to the playoff race if they lose him for too much longer. So yeah, for better or worse, he's going to have to play. Anthony Davis is back at least until he gets another hangnail. So, you know, we're going to, we're going to watch these guys play. I realized the other teams on this tier for us, are the Timberwolves, the Heat, and the Bulls. So basically, this is just the Jimmy Butler tier. Like, we yeah. almost could have thrown the Sixers in there, too, and it's just the whole Jimmy Butler mix. So you had the Timberwolves and the Bulls higher than me, which is ironic because those are reportedly my two favorite teams. I think I was just trying to be conservative with, you know, we all we both rated our favorite teams lower, perhaps, than just a normal fan would because there's the misery of watching your team and it not coming through. I do think we got to, you have to, move the Bulls down a little bit from what they were earlier in the season. Early in the year, it was new, it was fun, it was working, but they're not as fun without Lonzo and Caruso out there, and that's going to be another month at least for those guys. Yeah. And it just it hasn't been as pretty. So I, I, they're a team that I think their value, they move up this ranking later in the year, um, but they're kind of middle of the pack for now. The Heat are just good. You know, the Heat are going to show up every night. They're always going to try. The Timberwolves, Anthony Edwards is fun. I don't know if Carl Anthony Towns is fun. I'm not sure he's as much fun as he's supposed to be. They are, though, one of those teams where you're going to play at pace. You're going to get the playoff push. And you get, you know, lots of lots of offense and probably from both teams. So I get it. The Timberwolves are a fun team. I, I certainly enjoy them. I, I guess I didn't make the sale very well for them. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like the Timberwolves. I think that Anthony Edwards is just like he's a walking bucket, and he's also just he's like a got a, he's his personality is hilarious. You know, like just the things that he says and like his post game interviews. Um, you know, like just like the phrasing and everything. Like I like I like watching them. I think that they're fun. I think that they're like that team that could make the next step soon. Like I'm wondering if they're gonna if they're like last year's Grizzlies kind of. You know, uh, maybe they can take the step like next season. Uh, so I'm definitely curious to like watch them and see like maybe what like what piece do they need or what makes this team better? Because like 
they feel like if you look at that roster, you know, you have Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell, you have the pest in Pat Beverly, you know, Vanderbilt, like they've got a lot of players. So I'm curious. I'm like, what are they? Like, I don't know what exactly they're missing there, but uh, I, I, I think they're like, they can be fun, you know? <laughs> yeah, they can be. I, I think that that's about right. They, that, that we're about at that stage of the rankings, that they can be fun stage. Let's keep it moving because we still have a few minutes to wrap up here. Our next group, 14, 15, 16, is Raptors, Celtics, 76ers. It feels like the very grinded out part of the East. Yeah. I love the Raptors personally. That's a very nerdy ranking for both of us just because Scotty Barnes, Pascal Siakam, OG Anobi, it, it's a basketball experiment. We're watching it in real time. And some nights it is rough and it is not fun to watch. And it is an ugly product, not a lot of offense. Some nights it really looks good. So you don't really know what you're going to get. But again, it's unique. You're going to get something different. So I, I like the differentness about them. The Celtics and Sixers, I don't know. They're, they're not different. They're the thing that we know. I personally don't enjoy watching Joel Embiid play basketball. I don't enjoy the antics. And I don't enjoy watching him dunk 48 points on like some terrible backup center that's playing for the Rockets that night or whoever it is. Like, yeah. I, just, I don't need that in my life. I don't enjoy the Joel Embiid experience. I do love the Matisse Tybal experience. So I want to watch Matisse defend, but I'm not excited to watch Celtics and Sixers play that that much. No, I I agree. Like the Sixers, I think are more, they could, I I thought they were more exciting. Like when they had Simmons, like I just felt like the team was like obviously better. Um, I don't know. I, I felt like they were like, I liked to watch them. I thought they were, you know, like an interesting team because they were so like, physically imposing and then the celtics are just like they're boring if tatum or brown doesn't score 50 points the they lose and if one of them does then they probably hate each other so like it just it's like <laughs> they're not fun i'm out on them but like it's, but they they could like they have that ceiling and it's just that i feel like it's almost like that's why we had them where we have them yeah they're they're, they're in about the right spot just right there stuck in the middle it's not a pretty offense it's just no. like the jay is taking turns and sometimes they get hot, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, next tier, 17 to 21. I call this the surprisingly fun tier with the exception of one team in this list that just happens to be in here. See if you can pick them out. So we got the Atlanta Hawks, the Houston Rockets, the San Antonio Spurs, the Utah Jazz, and the Sacramento Kings. So the Jazz are the outlier. The Jazz are not fun. They're not surprising. They're not anything, especially I love watching Joe Ingles play. I don't miss Joe. I want to, I want to see him back out there healthy. I don't want to watch the jazz. I'm going to see them for a series or two in the playoffs. They kind of fit into that Sixers Celtics group, but they're not even that watchable. I'd be fine pushing them down the list. Why are the jazz so low for us when they're such a good team still? I think that they could have been further down. Like you said, I think I just like, I was like, they're too good. Like I feel like I was insulting them to put them yeah, like any too. lower. Like, <laughs> so like I, I don't really have a huge interest in watching them. I really like I like I'm a big Tyrese Halliburton fan. Uh you've known that. Like I've been talking about him since like really since he was a rookie. Um and I was a rookie a Tyrese Halliburton rookie of the year proponent. But uh, like so I like I really like the Kings. I think they play fast, their defense isn't very good. And then like the Spurs, if you aren't betting DeJounte Murray triple double, like on an almost a nightly basis, I think it's, I think it actually is plus EV to bet on him to make, get a triple double every game. I think he's at like 10 or something this year. And his odds range between like 
three fifty to like six to one. So he and he and it didn't start that low at the beginning of the season. So I think that the Spurs are like interesting. They're fun. They they play like you know at a decent rate. Uh, so I and they move the ball. Like they play a nice like the offense is aesthetically pleasing anyway. Yeah, I'm with you. I the Spurs were a team that I thought was going to be like my sleeper. I was ready to try to hype up the Spurs. And because normally, again, I've done this rankings for a few years in a row, the Spurs consistently are like 28th or 26th yeah. or somewhere down. It's, it's, we, it's, we know what they are. It's kind of boring. This Spurs team is not boring. They're top five in assist rate. They're top five in pace. They take a ton of twos. So again, it's something a little different. Pop going to pop. Uh, DeJounte is awesome and a prop god and so much fun. I like watching Devin Vassell, Keldon Johnson, yep. Derek White, just any given night, one of those guys is going to pop and show up a little bit. So, yeah, the Spurs are a really fun team. They're in the playoff mix. They're going to be trying hard every night. You know with Pop, they're always going to show up. Uh, so, yeah, they're they're a fun team. They maybe could even gone up a little ways. I, yeah. I think I penalized the rankings here. You had them at 16th, and I had, I thought I had them up high at 23rd, but I, I think we talked ourselves in a little higher. Yeah, I love at the end of the season, which is kind of what we're coming to, I like watching the young guys. So some of these rankings toward the end are for me skewing toward, I want to watch the Rockets because I want to watch Jalen Green. I want to yeah. watch Shangoon. I want to watch Kevin Porter Jr. It's not good. It's not good basketball. Like <laughs> I'm not yeah. getting a good product, but I just want to watch these guys develop. And if it's down to some of these other teams, I just want to watch some of these youngsters down there. So uh, there's, there's a lot of young guys to watch develop. Our last two tiers, there's one tier we'll wait on. The next year, 22 to 29, I labeled it, hope they're playing someone watchable. So you're really not tuning in just for these teams, but here's the list. Pistons, Wizards, Magic, Pelicans, Clippers, Blazers, Pacers, Thunder. So we're not a lot of playoff teams here. Maybe a play-in and out sort of team. Maybe you get sneak in and then get lambasted in the first round. The Magic are a team I had much higher than you. Same logic as the Rockets. I want to see Jalen Suggs. I want to see Franz Wagner. Mo Bamba is unique. I want to see Cole Anthony do stuff. The Pelicans are just Zion or bust. Like, if Zion doesn't return, then bury the Pelicans. I don't care. I don't need to see them anymore. I gave them the benefit of the doubt of like, well, if Zion plays, I want to watch them. If he doesn't, I didn't really miss too much on the teams below them anyways. The one team on this list that I got to get on your case about, I had the Washington Wizards dead last in my rankings. You have them at 18th. This is one of our biggest disagreements. Give me a reason to watch the Wizards. Dude, this is literally just the Kuzma revenge tour, <laughs> and I'm so here for it. Like, the like the guy is just bawling out. Like, whenever Beal doesn't play, he goes bonkers. And I just love it because he's just, he's at, like, the ultimate level of petty, too. Like, right now, he's just, like, he, like he's tweeting at LeBron. He's just, like, yeah, like, I'm great. Like He's wearing sweaters that don't make any sense. Um, I Like, I'm really here. Like, it's basically, like, yeah, like, sure. Like, the Wizards are in 23rd, or like, on our list, or 24th on our list. But I... I just am here for like the Kuzma pettiness. And then now, like, you know, like there's just like a cycle of like, I don't know what's going on with this team. Like there's like the Spencer Dinwiddie report about how just nobody wants him there. You don't know if Beal's going to be out of there. So like, there's, I feel like there's a lot of like different storylines, at least with the wizards that like keeps it engaging. And they, you know, like I, I just, I like watch, I, I, I don't hate watching them, but I like watching when Kuzma just is going crazy. Uh, just because I think that he's 
kind of fun. And I think he got like raked over the coals for so long that like he deserves this like in a way, like he was always like the fall guy. So like, it's kind of interesting to see how he's, you know, developed this year as a player. So like, I'm, I'm interested in them. And like, they aren't there. They have a roster full of players that like, nobody's like really good besides maybe Beal, but like, well, obviously Beal, but like there's nobody that's that bad. So it's like, you watch them and it's like, you know, like you're going to see a competitive game anyway. So that's, that's kind of where I was coming from there. All right. Uh, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you credit for talking me out of wizards at number 30. I'm going to bump them up to number 29 because <laughs> the last team on our list, if you've been counting playing at home, we've gone through 29 teams, number 30 on our list. No, sir. I will not. The tier down at the bottom are the New York Knickerbockers. I had them at 29. You talked me into it. I'm bumping them down. They're 30. They're 30th for you. You, sir, are a Knicks fan. Why are the Knicks so awful to watch? Dude, this has just been like the ultimate year of pain. Like I understand, like I like I think I managed my expectations like decently well, but like after last season, you know, like I, I was like, all right, last season was crazy. Last season they were dynamite to watch like they were must watch tv like i was watching that over like literally everything um now i'm like this just hurts me like this is this is like a painful experience like i'm a masochist and this is what i do like i come home from work i you know like i make like you know i get a workout in gotta get the pump in and then like as i'm like coming down from the pre-workout i turn on the new york knicks and talk about a buzzkill just every time i'm like they play slow they don't know what they're doing like i like it's the it's the worst like they're playing alec burks at the point guard position when you have like these other guys like uh, like i know that derrick rose is hurt but like just like play the guys like play the kids like play like let me see some quentin grimes let me see some emmanuel quickly let me see obi toppin like i want to see these guys and then like like put cam reddish in like when you're up 20 points in the fourth quarter with 10 minutes to go, like do something like, you know, so it's just, I'm watching like the same thing over and over and over again. And it's just like a painful experience because like, as much as I love RJ, I feel like he like needs to just be like told like, all right, like you can be the primary option on offense. And instead we have like Randall playing ISO ball, like do Like, I don't even know what he's doing. And like, like I respect him. I think I like, I like Randall, but he's not a number one offensive option. Like I think that he could be a really good number two option, but like, I don't think that he's like capable of being a number one option. And like, when we don't have, when you don't have a point guard on like the entire team, like it makes it, it's impossible. Like it's, it's, it's the worst. Like you have these other teams, like they have, they have a point guard at every position. Like their centers are point guards. Like the Knicks, they don't even have like they can't. They barely have somebody that can dribble with their left hand right now, except for Barrett, and he's a lefty. So it's like this is just it's painful. Like this one hurts me, and like I love the Knicks, but this this hurts. <laughs> you know, there is a point guard in a very big market right now that could use a new home. So uh, if, is there is there a spot for Russell Westbrook on the Knicks? He could turn things around. I'm just kidding. You Lord said everything right there is to say. <laughs> it's a little blow. I'm sorry. <laughs> so yeah, the the Knicks. You've said all there is to say. I, I'm. I don't need to watch Thibodeau teams anymore. As a Wolves and Bulls fan, I've had more than my fair share of that. This is the worst of the experiences. They're dead last in pace. They can't play offense. At least Derrick Rose could detonate. 
We still have Kemba. You know, he's probably got like two more MSG games. Oh, he's going to drop 50. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go crazy. He's going to get a 50 somewhere, but Bing Bong is forever ago at this point. Like that, the opening week, it was fun and it's just, it's gone. It's all gone. Like, Don't want to. bust right now is what this <laughs> is. Like, this wow. hurts. <laughs> All right, well, I think that's a good spot for us to wrap this up. So that is going to wrap it up for our midseason league pass rankings here at Buckets. For Joe Delera, I'm Brandon Anderson. We'll see you next week at Buckets for the Fantasy Look Ahead with Titus and Koffler, Big Picture with myself, Matt, and Raheem, the workshop episodes. Joe will be back for those. Enjoy your weekend, and let's get Buckets. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.